each of us have situations occur where we have possibilities of trouble in our life. And I think at first we panic a little. How can I take care of this? How can I fix this? How can I stop this? And great fear can be there. What we have to learn to try to do is to sit down and talk with God. Pour out our heart before God before we run to someone else. God knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. He is totally able to help us. And when we turn to him, asking him for help and guidance, I know he will help us. We must have the faith that he will hear us and help us. Hopefully, each of us do have that faith. But our flesh is so strong, it pulls us toward wanting to get it fixed as quickly as possible. And usually, we think of turning to other humans. But first, we really should turn to God in prayer and let him set up the correct humans to help us in the situation. Psalm 104, starting at verse, excuse me, Psalm 105, starting at verse 4. Seek the Lord and his strength. I certainly know I don't have any strength when problems arise. Seek the Lord and his strength, calling on him in prayer. Help me. Please guide me. Show me what to do. Please make it clear to me in a way that I can fully understand the best way to go. It helps our faith if we do verse 5. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. If we stop and consider the things that God has done in the past, it's so helpful in building our faith. Just stop and consider some of those things that God has done for you. Of course, when I think about it, the number one thing I think of is how I was born again and changed completely from what I had been before. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Second Thessalonians 5.17, I believe it is. That's 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I was completely changed when I was born again. When God spoke to me and revealed himself to me, I was completely changed. And the change was not 
by my own will or anything I did. It was by the will of God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This happened to me on August 5th, 1975. In the night, I was reading a book and God said to me, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, sins? I thought they were mistakes. I was instantly changed. Now, I learned and moved into being a new creature by doing the Word of God after that. I would see scriptures and do those scriptures. And that recreated me into the image of Christ over and over and over. That never ends. I don't believe it ever ends as long as we live on the earth. We're always being recreated by the Word of God, developing trust in God through experience, through the Word. So this is a continual process. But I was definitely changed from the person I had been, changed by God. And many of you have had that experience Think on that experience. That is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, is being born again by the Spirit of God, by Him changing me, taking me out of the world in the sense of the things I had been doing in the past and setting me in a completely new direction, which ended up being a direction of showing Him to the people of God. That is a miracle, a great miracle. Being born again is a great miracle. It's not by our own will. I know it's not. It's certainly not by our own goodness. For everything I was doing before then, it wasn't good. It was just self-centered and self-serving. And all of a sudden, I'm changed. And now I want to know about the Bible. I want to know about God. And that changes everything. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. According to His purpose. And we learn by experience that we must hold fast to God's word, to that word he has spoken to us, to that word he has illuminated to us as we read the Bible. And as we do that word, we become recreated over and over into the image of Christ, who is the word. On the night of December 6th, 2018, I fell at my house in Texas where I lived alone. I was 81 years old at the time this happened. When the ambulance workers arrived at my house and put me on a gurney to take me to the hospital, and we passed the front door of that house. The following came into my mind. 
you'll never see this house again. I knew that was God speaking to me by his spirit, by the Holy Spirit, to show me the future. It didn't disturb me. It was just a fact. God was going to change my life. I was taken to the hospital. They operated on me for broken hip and broken wrist. I had to spend two and a half months in a rehabilitation hospital in Lubbock, Texas, where I lived. And in that two and a half months, the way was made for me to move to Colorado to live with a member of the body of Christ, Pam Padgett, in her home. I put the house up for sale even while I was in the first hospital after surgery, shortly after. I put the house up for sale even before I knew I was going to be moving to Colorado. One of our church members said, I don't see how you can do this. And I explained to her, I said, well, I heard from God. You'll never see this house again. So I'm putting the house up for sale. At that time, I didn't know where I was going, but I knew God would work it out. I'd had enough experience with God that I knew he would make a way for me somewhere. It turned out to be Colorado. At that time, I was living in Texas. So I put the house up for sale. I moved directly from the rehabilitation center to Colorado. For one and a half years, the house did not sell. I prayed often over that house in Texas. We had several things that we had to do in Colorado to make it where I could live in one of the bedrooms Pam had downstairs. We had some expenses. We were able to pay for all those expenses out of our own money. I had some money my dad had left me, $50,000, and I think I still had about $40,000 of that in a savings account. So I used some of that money to provide uh, things that I needed. There were some very major things that had to be done at the house before it could be put on the market, the Texas house. So I used some of my own money for that, though the house technically belongs to the ministry. The house was up for sale. It was costing us about $500 a month, every month, to pay the utilities insurance and to keep the yard um, in good condition. So the house was sitting there empty. You might say, well, why didn't you rent it? Well, one reason is we had tax-deductible standing with the state of Texas and the tax assessor in Lubbock, Texas, because the house belonged to the ministry. And I'm the only one who had ever lived there and ordained minister. So it was all totally set up that way. If we tried to rent the house, not only could there be damage done to the house, but we might have lost our tax-deductible standing and 
I found out when we put the house up for sale, the taxes were shockingly right at $10,000 a year. I, I was shocked that the property taxes were that high, but they were. We couldn't afford to lose our tax-deductible standing with the state of Texas. Therefore, I just felt I couldn't rent the house. So it was dead weight for us every month. It was, had to, the, the money had to be paid for a house that wasn't being used. We had, I think, three offers on the house in the year and a half, but every one of them fell through. But in March 2019, after I'd moved to Colorado, God gave me an open vision about that house. I saw a man in a car driving past the house, looking at the house. But he passed the house by, and he got to the alley and stopped his car, and he backed his car up, and he looked directly at the side of the house. I felt God was showing me the person who bought the house would first pass it up. He would look at it, consider it, and pass it up. But he wouldn't be able to not buy it. He had to back his car up and look at it again. And I felt God showed me that that would happen. We have to stand and endure by that word that we believe God has given us concerning the matter at hand. Sometimes he'll give us a dream to show us. Sometimes he'll give us a scripture. But he might just give us sort of an open vision. And in this case, it was an open vision. It doesn't matter which way God gives his word to us on the matter at hand. When it is the word of God, it will come to pass. Every time the telephone rang, I was hopeful that it would be the realtor saying, we have an offer on the house. Somebody wants to buy the house. I had such hope that the house would sell. It certainly didn't happen overnight. It was a year and a half before we had the offer that eventually worked. And what was so interesting is it happened at the end of March, the year 2020, just in the midst of the coronavirus. When that coronavirus finally reached us and all the sports events shut down, I knew we were in big trouble. And then when they closed the businesses, I could see the economy was just going to go downhill like a rock falling in a pond of water. You can't have an economy when you don't have your businesses open. This was a, an incredible thing to see. I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime, and I'm currently 82. And I've never seen a time like this. Where they closed the businesses. It was going to put everybody out of work. It was going to do just incredible things to the economy. And here I had a house sitting in Texas 
where we were having to pay $500 a month for upkeep no matter what. The house was a burden at that time. I turned to God in prayer and I asked him if there was anything he wanted me to do about that house in Texas. And I had a very strong impression of something to do. I felt God was showing me to lower the price of the house and put it on a special sale for one week. I did that immediately. I contacted our realtor immediately, told her to lower the price of the house for one week. The house sold in two days. Then a series of events happened. The buyers backed out. Then the realtor who had represented the property said they thought it was time for us to part company, and they left us. I was just panic-stricken when that happened. Pam, who usually takes care of stuff like that, had a very bad migraine headache that day that this happened. I was just sitting there in my room. I don't even have a telephone. There's one in the bookcase nearby. I managed to get to the bookcase, got a telephone, looked up realtors in Lubbock, Texas, and just started calling them. And this was at the peak of the coronavirus. The first realtor I called, there was no answer. The second realtor said, yes, I'll have an agent get back in touch with you immediately. The agent did. I described the situation, told him our realtors had separated themselves from the property and asked him if he would be interested. I'm sure he was looking it up on internet to see what it was. It's very good property, high-level property. He said yes, he was very interested. He said he would go immediately and get the key from the previous realtor and go over and look at the property, which he did. He wanted to represent the property. I wanted to get the property back on the internet listing as quickly as possible. Within two days of having the new realtor, he had it back on the internet, showing it on internet. And then an amazing thing happened. The people who wanted to buy the house, who had backed off of buying it, decided they wanted the house. So the house was only on the market with him for two days before it sold to the people who had looked at it before. Turned out they were uh, professors at Texas Tech University, new professors coming in from Colorado. And even better, the woman, the husband and wife, the woman was an art teacher. This house is a house I designed and it was very artistically done, very open. Big ceilings, tall ceilings, very open spaces. The thing they liked so much about it is they can hang their artworks on the walls. They, she said, oh, we finally would have a place where we can hang our artworks. And this was exactly the vision I'd had a year earlier, where the people 
The man was driving his car, and he saw the house, and he looked at it, but he kept driving on and went past it, but he just couldn't pass it by, and he stopped and backed up. And this is exactly what these people did. So they made an offer to us, which um, we did another offer, and we settled on the money toward the end of April, but the closing wasn't until May 15th. Lots of fears can come before the thing is finally ended. Two days before the closing, there was an announcement made by the California University system that all states' universities' classes would be suspended for the fall semester and would be available only online. Fears, what would happen if that happened in Lubbock? What would happen? Would those people still have a job at Tech? What would happen? Would they get cold feet and back out? All kinds of fears. What if one of them got the coronavirus? I took each fear to God in prayer, as we are told to do. Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I took every fear that came when it came and turned to God in prayer. Please don't let this happen. Please don't let these people get cold feet. Please don't let them get sick. Please don't let them back out of this uh, house, buying this house. Please help us. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's the way we who belong to God handle the situations of this present life. I just can't imagine the world going through these things without God. I can't imagine the fear and how they try to ignore the fear. I want God taking care of everything. For that's a absolutely sure thing. During all of this coronavirus thing, I have been looking at CNN almost daily for a few minutes just to see what's going on. And I saw remarkable things. People would send in questions to CNN. Is it safe for my children to go to the parks? I thought, oh my goodness, they should be asking God about that. But you see, you can't ask God if you don't have faith in God. So these poor people are trapped out there that try to figure it out in their own thinking, who try to figure out things in their own minds or try to ask CNN 
or ask some doctor that has appeared on CNN or some local doctor. We should be asking God. That's the only safe thing to do in any circumstance of this life is to turn to God. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Please don't let these people back out of this. Please don't let them get cold feet. Please don't let the university shut down. Then one night before the, the night before the house closing, there was a report on television that storms were hitting Texas. And I said, oh, God, please protect the house. We had gone through all of this thing of repairing things that the inspector who they had hired had said needed to be repaired. They're little things. They were little things. But all these things had to be repaired before the closing. And we'd gone through all of this. And now there's a statement the night before the closing that a storms that storms are going to hit Texas. I know what those hailstorms can do to roofs. I have seen that. And we had finally gotten everything repaired. Fears are going to come like that. But the fears give you an opportunity to pray. I'm glad that I saw the things on television because I took every fear to God in prayer when I saw what was going on. That is what we must learn to do. The house closed on May 15, 2020, as planned. The mortgage company wired the buyer's loan money to the ministry bank account. It was over. It was all settled. But as I thought back on it, it had been a rather long struggle of one and a half years. And many people were involved during that time. But all along the way, God had provided all of my needs. He had provided comfort when fears came. He provided guidance when he showed me what to do about the house during the coronavirus situation. And then he provided Comfort again when fears came as I prayed. But he had people in place to take care of every need. I have no ability at all to deal with contracts or to deal with getting things repaired. Pam Padgett does. She has a spiritual gift of helps. She even enjoys helping in things like that. She was a uh, computer programmer at FedEx and she can attend to little tiny details very well and she does it prayerfully even better. She did so much work in the needed things in the sale of the house in Texas for she had to arrange all the repairs shown by the inspection, and she had to get paper evidence showing that we had arranged and had paid for specific repairs before the closing. 
That may sound to you like an easy thing to do if you have a gift to do it. But it would be sort of like in building the temple, certain people in the Old Testament were given by God a wisdom and a gift toward sewing the cloth curtains that were in the temple. Some men were given gifts by God on how to do the brass work, the gold work, the finished work, the carving, the woods hewing. You have to have these gifts from God to do the work. The worst thing in the world is to ask someone to do something when they do not have a gift for doing that. You have to get the right person for the job, and that is what God does. So Pam worked out all of these details and contracts and paperwork. I have a friend in Clovis, New Mexico, who owns a real estate company, and he helped us all during the sale of the house telling us various steps that we need to be sure were covered. My contractor, who lives in Lubbock, who built the house, was very helpful. Though he's currently involved in three major building projects in Texas, he saw that every repair deadline was met before closing, the closing. And my longtime housekeeper, who had maintained the house the 18 years I lived in it, was always available to help us. Everyone came through with their respective areas of expertise. I basically did nothing but pray. God had put them in place to do their jobs. So at this point in time, we have no property in Texas. It's sold. It's over. And all this happened in the midst of the most uncertain time any of us have experienced in our lifetime so far as this coronavirus and the subsequent economy is concerned. But when God is helping us, we have a sure help. As the Apostle Paul told us, my God shall supply all your need. If you need help, he'll have the person to help, there to help you. If you need money, this will happen. If you need someone to buy your house, this will happen. You may have to be patient. It may take longer than you would hope for, but God sustains us in the midst of the waiting. We endure through God, through turning to Him, through pouring our heart out before God. And we have a mighty weapon that the world does not have. Our faith has to be centered in God and we have to turn to God basically before we turn to man and commit it to God before we do anything else when there is a potential problem. 
in thinking about what had happened in this matter and in thinking about what I hear when I listen to portions of newscasts on television and how people are asking doctors what to do or they're asking CNN what to do and they're sending in their questions. I think about this. James 1.5 For those of us who have faith in God and believe God cares for us, James 1.5 If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. This is Joan Boney speaking. All of the scriptures that I've spoken today will be printed for you in writing on our blog. Go to Jesus Ministries Exhortations. On the right-hand side of the page, you will see Podcast. Click on that. Pull up the recording. When we need help, God provides the help we need. And you will see the scriptures written out for you so you can consider each scripture and build your faith in God through the scriptures. Again, that blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.